0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number one of the Sales Performance Improvement Radio Show. It's great to be with you. My name is Terry Hanson. I'm the host, and I couldn't be more excited for you to join us today on this special episode. Um, today is January fifth, two thousand twenty-two. It marks the first day, first episode, exciting adventure. Now, because we just started a brand new year, like so many people, everybody on the planet setting New Year's resolutions to get skinny and fit, and a lot of sales managers and and uh, and, and other sales leaders are 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 also set, setting annual sales revenue goals for the new year. You're probably no different. You've thought about, uh, you've looked at twenty twenty one and how. Uh, revenue was there. And you're also kind of forecasting and thinking about and planning what your sales revenue goals should be for this next year, right? Well, I want to share some tips and strategies with you that you can incorporate uh, this year to increase the likelihood that you're actually going to be successful at achieving that goal this year. So stick with me. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know if you've run into the situation where you've gotten to the end of a, of a calendar year. You've set a sales revenue goal for your company or your sales team. And you've gotten to the end of the year. You looked at the number and it was less than overwhelming. And maybe you came in 10, 30, 50, 100,000 below goal of what you anticipated to be at. And of course, senior executives kind of put the pressure on you and they ask you the the age-old question of why what happened? How come we didn't hit our hit our revenue goal? And you kind of run through the list and you say, "Well, we kind of got we had this thing happen or this thing happen or we didn't quite do this or we didn't quite do that or this thing popped up or, you know, we kind of got sabotaged here or there." And there's always obsc- uh, uh, unseen and unanticipated obstacles and barriers that seem to pop up throughout the course of the year that that sometimes railroad us and and, and derail our our ability to hit that goal. So what can we do? Well, one of the missing ingredients in, in setting sales goals for the year is actually control. So many things about sales, winning sales and generating sales revenue is our, our, to some degree outside of our control. And so let's chat a little bit about adding back in greater quantities of control into your goal setting process so that you can increase the likelihood that you're going to be successful at hitting your annual goal. Now let me share with maybe an example with you. Uh, me like so many uh, are uh, have set a health and fitness goal for this year. Uh, I currently weigh about 180 pounds. I'd really love to weigh about 150. So I've got 30 pounds to lose. Now, if I just set a goal, a weight loss goal for the next three months, six months, one year, whatever the case might be, to lose 30 pounds, that's a good, clear goal. Now, with smart goals, we know that um, that I would be, I would be, I would be, I would be wise to be specific. 30 pounds. I would I would want to be have it be measurable, I would want it to have have it be attainable and realistic and time bound. I could say I want to lose 30 pounds of fat by December 31st 2022 and that would be a very smart goal. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But it does lack a little bit of control. There's 101 things that could sabotage me between now and December 31st 2022 that could derail my um, my ability to achieve that goal, but what can I do to m- add more control in or increase the likelihood that i 'm actually going to lose that thirty pounds? Well, if I march it forward a little bit and ask, okay, so what are some of the things that I can control that I can absolutely guarantee that are going to help me lose that thirty pounds let 's see what if i what if I set a goal? to spend no less than 30 minutes on my spinning bike, on my exercise bike every single day. And what if I, during that 30 minutes, what if I shot for making sure that my heart rate was elevated uh, to kind of that fat burning stage uh, 80% of the time? That seems to be something I can control. Right? That losing 30 pounds is the outcome or is the result of lots of other things that have to come before it certain things that, you, you know, uh, calories that I have to make sure I stay within or the amount of exercise that I get. But what are some things that I can actually control? I can absolutely control how much time I sit on my exercise bike and I can control the intensity of my pedaling and I can control how long I can, I maintain like an elevated heart rate so I can stay in that fat burning zone, right? And, and if I, I know if I can just, if I can keep that pace up, by the end of the year, I'm almost guaranteed to lose 30 pounds, right? So uh, in their uh, in their tremendous book, uh, Four Disciplines of Execution, Chris McChesney and Sean Covey outline two important measures that you and I should be thinking about as it relates to our sales revenue goals for this year. They first introduced something called a lag measure. And then secondarily, they introduce something called a lead measure. A lag measure in this example is my 30 pounds by December 31st, 2022. That's uh, that lag measure, meaning lags, it lags behind other things. It's the result or outcome of of, of things that came before it. A lead measure would be the amount of time I'm spending on my treadmill uh, with an elevated heart rate 80% of the time. So a lead measure would be 30 minutes on my, not my treadmill, 30 minutes on my exercise bike with an elevated heart rate, 80% of that, 80% of that time. The beautiful thing about lead measures is I have pretty much full control over the lead measure, I don't really have a lot of control over the lag measure because by the time I learn what that is, it's kind of too late. There's not really a whole lot to do about that. Now, with this whole kind of premise here, I wanna bring it back around to sales, sales revenue and the, and the sales goal that you have for this year and apply this concept of a lead measure and a lag measure uh, to that. So it really is a dangerous situation just simply to say, uh, our sales revenue goal for 2022 is a is million dollars in, in gross revenue. Without Setting secondary lead measures or lead goals, if you will, we run the risk of having 101 things pop up and try and sabotage us. But if we can get our arms a little bit around some of these lead sales measures that we can have a greater degree of control over, then by Joe, we've increased the likelihood that we'll be successful hitting that million dollar sales revenue goal. So I've typed up some figures here, uh, but let's walk through maybe a quick example. Let's just pretend you and I in our in our company that our sales revenue goal that uh, for this year is is a million dollars and let's pretend that um every time we close a sale the average transaction value of a sale the average size of a deal is say two thousand dollars now if we do the math a million dollars over the course of 12 months Divided by an average transaction value of two thousand dollars, that gives us uh, that gives us about five hundred sales that we need to have throughout the course of the twelve months. Okay, or if we break that down or divide that by the by uh, by month, that means we need to, our team, our sales team, needs to close about forty-two sales every single month. Now let's pretend we also had a team of I don't know about five salespeople. Okay, uh, so those five salespeople they need to close. Together as a team, forty-two sales at an average of about two thousand dollars per sale. And if they just keep that up for twelve months, boom, baby! They've got we've got a million dollars in in revenue. So five salespeople—that's about eight sales per month, or about two sales per week. Now let's pretend that our sales uh, our sales team they close on average about thirty. Uh, 30 uh, their closing ratio is about thirty percent. so out of out of 10 sales proposals that they might get out the door, uh, they're gonna close about three of those. So three out of ten sales proposals on average will close. Now in order to in order for the sales team to hit 42 sales per month, that would mean that each sales person uh, they would need to get out about six sales proposals every single week so that they can close, Thirty percent of those six, and close two sales per week at the two thousand dollars average per sale. Keep that up uh, over the course of the year, and we've got our we've got our million dollars. Okay, but we know for a fact uh, uh, we know for a fact that not every sales lead that comes in. That, they're, that the information is going to be good and valid or that they're going to get a response from the person who opted in and, and showed interest, et cetera. Not not everybody, not all leads pan out and even turn into sales conversations. So let's pretend that say, say 3 out of 10, 30% of the sales leads coming in actually turn into productive conversations and actually turn into sales proposals themselves. Well, what that means, ultimately, is is each salesperson is going to need about 18 new sales leads every single week so that 30% of those sales leads will turn into productive conversations and turn into those six proposals that will then turn into two sales, keep that up, average of two grand each. Uh, Boom, we've got our million dollars over the course of 12 months. So with all of those, that kind of a situation, let's ask ourselves the question in this whole variable here, what can I as a salesperson or what can I as a sales manager, what can we actually control? Can we control the number and quantity of sales leads coming in that marketing is producing for us? Mm, Not so much. Can we control how many proposals are actually going to get out? Well, a little bit. Can we control how many proposals actually close? Yeah, kinda. Uh, Can we control how many sales actually close? Well, kinda. Uh, But but what do we actually have solid, solid, solid control over? Well, the answer is we have control over our behavior, the things that we actually do as sales uh, as salespeople, right? So what we have control over is how many times we work to start conversations. How many times we work to start conversations via email, via phone, via text, via social media, whatever the channel might be with those leads. So what would happen if we set a lead measure goal, a lead measure of starting starting 60 new uh, conversations per week, 60 new conversations with the leads that are coming in, we work to start 60 new conversations every single week. That's about 12 a day. You think about your salespeople right now. Can your salespeople commit to starting, uh, attempting to start 12 conversations per day? Absolutely. If they attempted to start, work to start 12 brand new conversations every single day, what that's going to do is that, that effort will compound each day, each week, and turn into a higher likelihood of having those 18 brand new sales leads um, come in. So just because you start a conversation doesn't mean it's gonna go anywhere, but starting a conversation means you've kinda of got a at least a validated lead there. So start 12 conversations per day, generate 18 leads per week, 30% of those will turn into proposals, that'll give you your six for the week, of those will close. That'll give you your two sales for the week at two grand per sale times uh, 12 months of the year. That'll get you right off to your million dollar mark. So in this case, it is wise to set a a sales revenue goal of a million dollars for the year. But we have to do the back end work, the leading work to determine what lead measure do I have control over? That I can, I can manage, I can monitor, I can influence, and I can control 100%. I can control how many emails I send. I can control how many phone calls I make. I can control how many text messages I send. I, I can control how many conversations I, I start via LinkedIn or connections I, I send out via LinkedIn. I can control all of that. And if I just do 12 of those a day, then theoretically by the numbers that we've talked about i'm all but guaranteed to hit a million dollars in revenue by the end of the year so i share this example with you as a smart way to gain some additional control over your goal setting this year in 2021. now my hope is is that you will definitely set your lag measure your your lag goal your million dollar sales revenue mark but then you will also take those additional steps to figure out what What lead measure do I have 100% control over and is predictive of a future success? And that you'll make that your daily focus with your sales team. You'll make that your daily focus with your leadership group. You'll make that your daily focus with your customer service team. You'll track and measure each and every single day those 12, uh, those conversations and that you'll create some sort of a report card or reporting system. Or you'll see in your CRM uh, how your salespeople are doing so that in your once a week sales meetings, you can look at how many conversations your sales teams are, are are working to start, how many emails, how many phone calls, all of that sort of thing. And you can determine right off the bat, are we on track or are we off track? How are we doing? Where are we at? Do we need to step it up? Do we, you know, are we ahead of the game or are we behind? So anyway, I hope some of these concepts uh, as it relates to, to setting annual sales revenue goals have helped you. Um, and I hope that you'll take those initial, uh, those extra steps this week to help you not only set those goals, those lag measures, but also those lead measures and uh, and and really increase the likelihood that uh, that you'll uh, achieve your year-end goals. So anyway, hope you're doing great. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out episode number two coming uh, coming up here shortly. And I can't wait to be back with you once again right back here on Sales Performance Improvement Radio. Take good care.